Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. If your brother or sister sins against you, go and tell this person their fault between you and that person alone. If they listen to you, you have won over your brother or your sister. But if they do not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they refuse to listen, then tell the church. If they refuse to listen even to the church, then treat them as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. My sisters and brothers, the gospel of the Lord. Well, welcome everyone to the uh, second weekend of our preaching series uh, that we open up kind of this fall season with that is entitled The Truth About Other People. The Truth About Other People. And if you're a person, then you're usually surrounded by other people and we almost always have questions about all of them. You know, what is... What's the point of those other people? You know, are they going to be a burden or are they a blessing in our lives? And then Jesus, uh, throughout the scriptures, is surrounded by other people. So it's helpful for us to look at scripture and to come to some conclusion and get some guidance about how it is that we live with, or sometimes it feels like in spite of other people. So that's where we're headed. Uh, some years ago, when I first started uh, training as a Jesuit, I went into the Jesuit novitiate. Some of you have heard us speak about that before. And it's where we just were guys who were looking at the Jesuits. They spent two years in kind of learning how the spirituality works, which is important, but also living kind of on top of each other for two years to see what, uh, how that goes, right? Like, how do we start to learn how to uh, get along with other people in a Christian context, in a religious community context? And so sometimes it can be like a hothouse, sometimes little tiny things can begin to grate on you. I don't know if you've lived closely with anybody in your life, uh, but the longer you do, you think, oh my goodness, whether it's a roommate or a family member or a spouse or children or whatever, that a lot of times small things can get large. And depending on how you deal with the small things, kind of it becomes kind of a training to deal with the larger things. I remember one incident where there was a, there was a guy early on in the, in the division, a man that was in my year, so I saw him a lot, and it was not going great because he had this habit of interrupting all the time, all the time. Like he would ask you a question, you start to answer it and he would interrupt you. You think, okay, uh, you'd be having a conversation, he'd show up and just interrupt. And this gets really tiresome. Maybe you've lived with this uh, and it just get really exhausting. So what, what did I do? I, you know, I started complaining about him to other people, like the guys I was living, oh my God, he's a pain in the neck, that guy. He's always interrupting, always interrupting. And then I just started just avoiding him. Just like, well, I'll just try to lead my life without him. I'll just make sure I'm never in the same room or the same small group or whatever it is. But it was, you know, there were only five of us. So it was very hard to avoid him all the time, all the time. And then a couple months in, he left the novitiate for a variety of good reasons. The part of the novitiate is trying to figure out if you want to be a Jesuit or not, right? And he left the Jesuits. Uh, and, and I was in conversation with some of my brothers about this guy leaving. And they said, 
Yeah, did you know that he, uh, one of the problems that he was having is he uh, uh, was, had significant hearing loss. And I thought, well, maybe that's why he was interrupting. Maybe because he wasn't able to hear where we were in the conversation. I had a lot of time to think, maybe I could have dealt with that differently. Maybe I could have dealt with that situation of someone grating on me differently. Now, I know that I'm not the only one that has this situation. And maybe you think back, you've had an opportunity to, do, to act better than you did. When someone was doing something that was annoying you, even a small thing, but even more so if it's a large thing, if someone is like really affecting harm on you, like someone is really, it's hard for you. Someone, maybe there's a lot of verbal abuse in your family. Maybe there's someone at work who really treats you badly. Maybe there are people that have actually sinned against you, that there have been real difficulties. And we have an opportunity to figure out what do we do then? What do we do that with other people that act like that towards us, right? Now, in a Christian context, the followers of Christ, in what was Jesus and his fault, what were they up to? We have a situation of that in th this particular part of the story of Jesus as told by St. Matthew, where these guys have been following Jesus for a while, and they're still hearing about how to work in a group. And Jesus is teaching them in kind of abstract terms in what we just heard right now. It may be so, ab so abstract that it's just like, some advice, some advice, some advice. You know, we don't have a story to hold on to, but he's just giving, this is how you can lead your life. And he says that if a person has a sin against you, this is how you deal with them, right? Oh, P.S., it was not how I dealt with the guy in the division. But let's just walk through that. But before we do, at the end of this particular passage, he says this. He says, if you're in a group of two or three or more, then I am in your midst, right? If you are gathered in my name, I am in your midst. And Jesus is going to be there in that group, right? So that just hold on to that. Because Jesus, the Spirit of God, arrives when we're with other people. Not that he doesn't arrive and isn't present when we're by ourselves, but it's harder to see sometimes in groups, Jesus is there. So how do we look for Jesus? Okay, good. So if that's the case, he says, so if someone has a sin against you, what are you supposed to do? He says, someone does it. He said, you're supposed to go talk to them. Take them apart. Talk to them one-on-one -on -one and say, look, when you do this, this is what happens to me. When you do this, this is what happens to me, right? So talk with them and not about them. How about that? Try that on, right? Uh, what if we actually talked with the people that are annoying us rather than about the people that are annoying us? So Jesus says, go and talk to the person. And if that doesn't work, then take other people that know the situation, that can see the situation with you, because you might be wrong, right? You might be wrong about what you think is going on. And other people would have a better perspective on it. So you take them and you talk to the person. Now, to be clear, this isn't you just giving advice to someone about how they should lead their lives, but it's someone who has sinned against you, someone who's done something against you that you need to make better. Okay, so if that person has listened to you, then you're supposed to take the entire group, and this say, they, they say church, right? The entire group, your entire friend group, your family, if it's sounding like an uh, intervention, then it kind of is, right? Take the entire group and say, 
this situation is happening. You are affecting harm against this person, you know, the person that, that is experiencing that. And then if they still don't want to take responsibility, then you, then you walk away from them. Or in this case, put them outside, right? Which seems harsh. It seems harsh, right? What happened to turn another cheek? No, not in this situation. Within your friend set, within your family, to the degree you can, you try to set things right. And you do that because you have agency and strength to do it. That's what God is suggesting to us so that we can live with other people. Now, how do you get the experience of doing that? Because often many of us don't have any experience of being straightforward with other people. We just don't have experience of when someone uh, hurts us, we just kind of do all kinds of crazy stuff that doesn't make it better rather than going and talking to them. Okay, so I suggest anybody that can join the Jesuits because you're going to get a lot of experience if you do that. Okay, if you can join the Jesuits or don't want to, then you need to find a safe place to work on this. Some sort of group in which you can have experience of this. Whether it's a friend group you actually trust and you say, I want to try this out. I want to start being direct with at least a few people in my life that when things go sideways, I can have a straightforward conversation with them and see what's going on. One of those ways that happens here in a parish setting is what we call small groups, right? So last fall, we did a set of small groups. Last spring, we did a set of small groups. And this is people, uh, par parishioners, who gather once a week, which is a group of about five to 10 people, in which they can live their lives together. They can follow Christ together, in which they can actually support each other, learn to be honest with each other, learn to have straightforward conversations with one another about this life that we share together following Christ. And I got to tell you, the people that have been in those small groups, and there haven't been a lot of them yet because it's still a new thing for the parish, they have begun to grow and been, actually affect life change because you're able to encounter the gospel and other people, right? In order to figure out how can my life be changed by this following of Christ together with other people. And when we start to do that, then we begin to have an experience of this straightforward conversation with other people, taking uh, for, almost for granted, but taking for real that Christ shows up in other people, that shows up in our conversations with other people, that we're not the only ones that bring Jesus to the conversation, that we could look for Jesus, and that begins to shape our lives and the lives of other people around us.